to the Life in Digital podcast series. I'm here to have Paul Gibbons, who's the Regional Digital Sales Director at RTL. Paul, it's great to see you. It's been nice to catch up. Yeah, a long time no speak. Yeah, yeah, really good, thanks. I think we probably first met 15 to 20 years ago, give or take. Given away at my age. Mine too, mine too. <laughs> uh, Paul, just to jump in, it's always nice to hear a bit about you and, um, and the business you work for. So could you share with us just a bit about yourself and, and RTL? Yeah, so um, I've been working in the digital industry probably Good 20 years or so now. Yeah. Um, and I've been with RTL since June 2017. Mm-hmm. I was their very first digital employee. Okay. Um, I had a bit of a hybrid TV digital role. Yeah. Um, and since then, I mean, the company has, we've evolved quite significantly. We've had coming together with some other RTL businesses, SmartClip and Grunery IMS. So yeah. when, I, when I started in the business, we were called RTL Ad Connect. Yeah. We've all come together with the other businesses and we are now known as RTL Ad Alliance. Uh, and my role is to help the London team go out, bring in the revenue, talk yeah. to the EMEA uh, agencies based in London and yeah, sort of spread the word. Great stuff. And with the RTL Ad Alliance, you've yep. got the RTL owned and operated content, um, the SmartClip platform mm-hmm. and Gruden Yard content. Correct. If you don't mind asking, what, 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 what are you predominantly selling? So we've been pushing the RTL content sort of since day one when I joined. So yeah. when, when people hear us, um, they predominantly think of our European broadcast pod that we've got across 13 markets. So that, that's usually the foot into the door. But as you say, we've sort of evolved into other areas, addressable TV, owned and operated YouTube content, um, online video via the SmartClip platform, but also with uh, the G&J IMS portfolio, We've got premium local language content, you know, so if you think in, of France, um, we are the exclusive company for Figaro. Okay. So Figaro is the number one French um, publisher. Yes. Um, and they've got a huge scale um, and enormous amounts of data. So from a TV perspective, when we talk about TV and the targeting, it's, you know, it's relatively top line with some elements of granularity. You look at what you've got with some of these print titles like Figaro, and it's phenomenal. I mean, in terms of the quality of the data, the depth, the granularity, uh, and I guess that's partly how publishers have pivoted because the days of print, they're not dead by any stretch of the imagination. However, because everyone is moving to a digital basis, the depth of that data has got to be strong because it's such a competitive market. Yes. Um, so they're great complements for each other. And did, are you able to, um, are able to, able to access all of those content, all of that content, all those platforms in one buy? How do you work? Yeah, so, you know, we don't have a self-serve platform, yeah. but we have people on the ground talking to agencies and clients, um, not just in London, in Paris, Milan, Germany, um, and it really depends on the brief. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, if you, if you take France, we work with uh, MCs, one of the leading French broadcasters there, mm-hmm. and also, as I mentioned, Figaro. So if people want to buy both of those products, then yeah, we, we do all the heavy lifting and we'll put together tech specs, a plan, um, you know, what the CIDs will be, etc. And it will be two line items, but you know we will do a lot of the role of say what an agency does. Um, and deliver the campaign in accordance with what the brief was from the agency. Cool, And but CTV's been such a hot topic for a few years now, addressable TV. Yeah. What, what's the state of play? If you look at the yes. CTV market, yes. addressable TV market, yeah. you obviously have the UK, Europe, the US, yeah. what's the state of play? Okay, I mean, CTV is an area that is 
keeping a lot of people up at night. Um, yeah. And it's very much, you know, I remember the days when everyone's going about mobile, mobile. We've now pivoted to everyone's going on about CTV, CTV. Now, um, we, you know, we cover a lot of Europe. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot of data, a lot of insights, and it's very obvious that the US market and the European market are miles apart in terms of scale. Okay. You know, we're talking about 100 million households in the US sometimes compared to, you know, some households in Europe where, you know, in Spain and, and, and Germany, for example, uh, smart TV connectivity might only be 40, 50%. Okay. Um, so from a scale perspective, it, it's very, very different and considerably smaller. And then when you look to take out broadcasters and say YouTube from a CTV perspective, mm-hmm. there really isn't a huge amount at the moment. You know, there's a lot of fast channels, you know, appearing on smart TVs. Um, but, you know, from our perspective, we've done some research, we've been out with agencies saying, you know, don't just think of CTV, think about your mobile still, think about desktop. You know, these, these devices, the audiences haven't just disappeared. You know, they are still very prevalent, especially, you know, desktops during the day when people are at the office, it's still a very big part of people's consumption. Um, and, and, and as I said, it's, it seems to be almost like a CMO from the US is talking to their European counterpart and saying, you've got to do CTV, you've got to do CTV. And that message is filtering through to the agencies mm-hmm. and certain clients. And where we can accommodate everything, we can, we will, but you know, from our perspective, and we have like a consultative approach where we will try and do what's best. You know, we will ha- we will explain what the market's looking like. You know, in Germany, for example, as I said, I think the connected TV, definitely within the RTL portfolio, may only be 14, 15% of their video views. Mm-hmm. Whereas our French partner's got about 55, 56%. So despite geographically being so close, it's very different in terms of consumption. So. We will talk about the portfolio in its entirety, but also the other devices. You know, we've done some attention studies where people are more attentive on a mobile than they are on the big screen. Mm-hmm. You also know that when people use a mobile, quite frequently, you know, they're still very loyal to that. And there's a lot of the millennial audience who aren't quite yet in that CTV world. Yes. So. It depends who you speak to. If you're talking to an agency buyer of you know a good few years, you'll talk to them, explain the market, explain how things are, and they'll see and you know they'll 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 understand. When you're talking to someone who might have only been there three to six months, it's a it's a different conversation. Yeah, you know, exactly. I've got the brief. I've got to do the brief, and then it's like, okay, no problem, and and then you respond how you can. Yeah. Um, I mean, for, from an RTL perspective, we have a uh, addressable format that sits within the linear feed. Yeah, okay, um, how's that work? So we have a product called Switching where you can be um, on an RTL channel, you change to another channel, and then within three seconds of the switchover, um, we have what's called an L shape appears on the screen, mm-hmm. and it's on the screen for 10 seconds. Um, and this is all within the linear feed, but it's based again on the digital metrics in terms of how we, how we sell it. And um, to British eyes, it's mm-hmm. a bit of an alien format, and people are. But in Europe, it's it's quite well known. Um, and for RTL specifically, you know, we're talking a multi-million product. So 
Again, would you sell that in the UK? If I'm watching RTL in the UK, would you? Yeah, so no, I mean, our, we, we are, our relationships are with our broadcasters. Yeah. You know, and, and in the UK, we have a strategic relationship with ITV. Yeah. And it's purely down to the broadcaster to what they have and what formats they use. So we have no influence on that. Yeah. However, within Germany, um, you know, and, and in Spain, um, Austria, uh, Italy soon, we have this HPB TV technology, which mm -hmm. enables us to send this format through. Um, we are able to see what content people watch, mm -hmm. um, you know, rough age um, of the users. And, and it's another sort of format that we can sell, which is on the big screen. So, um, you know, as I said, it, it's, it's, a, it's quite a you know, successful product. Um, we also have a spot replacement, so similar to that of the Sky Ad Smart. Yeah. So from a big screen perspective, I think we're in a good position. Um, and part of what we do at RTL is we're, we're, we're very consultative. Yes. You know, it's not about the hard sell. And, and once, once something has become, I guess, increasingly evident is there's not huge amounts of European data around and insights when you talk to the agencies. Mm -hmm. um, I think when, when you're in a country, i.e. UK, we know what's happening, we know the newspapers, we know the trends, we know what's going on, we know the buzzwords, etc. But when we're talking to agencies in London, say about France, about Spain, about Germany, about you know general consumption, or whether it's TV, digital, a lot of people don't have access to that. Mm -hmm. So the role we play it is quite pivotal. You know, we're there to obviously sell, mm -hmm. but we're also there to provide a service where we will, you know, in, in help them. Um, you know, we do workshops, and we'll do lunch and learn breakfast sessions. Whether it's about connected TV, whether it's about um, competitive analysis, you know, or, or specific markets. So. Um, it, it, it's 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 a good all you know all round sort of product and yeah. Well, well, just, where do you see um, connected TV? Where do you get the best results on connected TV? Because is it yeah? What, what what do you think makes for a really brilliant campaign? Which ones very effectively? Uh, well, I think it, you know it's it's nothing major different from that of a normal standard TV campaign in yeah. terms of the quality of the actual advert itself. Okay. You know, the so creativity advert. Creative is what I think is still very key. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing again is the targeting you can have and sort of the tracking on connected TV mm -hmm. is not like what you can get on desktop and mobile. So, and, and this will change and this will develop as it will with scale and scale will grow. But at the moment, read a lot of stories about fraud. Um, I know a lot of the broadcasters, not just with ourselves, but um, in, around Europe, that they know CTV is the buzzword. They do not have enough supply, therefore they're inflating the prices. Yes. Um, so it's it's very much, you know, from my perspective, we would suggest basically to continue using all devices. But for example, if we're talking about Germany, within Germany, Germany broadcast, German broadcast is predominantly a national broadcaster. Mm -hmm. So you don't have the ability to, like we do in the UK, say target London, Manchester. Mm -hmm. So for our format that we've got for the addressable, you know, for people like airlines, 
we can focus in on specific cities. So Frankfurt to Dubai, so you know, for Emirates, for example, something like that, as opposed to having a national campaign that runs all around Germany, where you know people who might live in Munich are like, well, that's not going to be any good for me because why do I? I don't want to go that far. Yeah. We were able to focus specifically on, say, an hour, you know, ring fence an hour from, say, Frankfurt. Things like that are particularly, you know, powerful. Yes, yeah, so, so so it's also with them, um, I guess, creative coupled with relevance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, again, you talk to different people. When you talk to people from an AV background, it's more the age demo. Yeah. When you talk to people with a digital background, the requests tend to be a bit more granular. Mm-hmm. Um, and you try and relate the TV medium to a digital person, which you know sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. doesn't yeah. Um, and then on the flip side as well, when you're talking to an AV person about a digital buyer, they tend to be very more sort of top line, it's all agent demo focused because that's what they're used to. And yeah, yeah it's, it's just different ways of working. Where do you see connected TV campaigns being bought from to change from agency to agency or region to like, is it the video, is it the TV team, is it the digital team? Yeah, is it the... I mean, agencies are continually sort of changing in terms of their setups. Yes. Um, you know, you have these PVUs, you have the AV teams doing, and, and, and you're right, um, we are seeing it really across the board, it's sort of any of the digital, most of the digital teams still are now getting involved in it. Um, I think if you'd turn the clock back a couple of years, it would have been like, oh, that's the AV side. Um, we just focus, you know, the digital teams might just focus on desktop, mobile, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say now that it's, it's very much more, you know, everyone's getting involved. Yeah, so it's a, yeah. Yeah, and I I think because we focus specifically on a mere business, um, you know, if you're doing domestic, it might still have a bit of that's the AV team, that's the digital team, but from an international perspective, they tend to work across all all parts of it. Yeah, and this year's been um, a challenging one for pretty much everyone I've spoken to. What have you noticed sort of regionally by way of demand and markets performing, markets not? What's been your kind of, yeah, experience of, 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 of the year so far? Yeah, no doubt about it, very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of microeconomics happening, whether it's the inflation, cost of living, the war, supply chain, etc. Yeah. Um, and, and and this is something that, you know, as a team, we've had to adapt to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got a very strong portfolio where I, I'm of the belief that we can respond to any sort of brief. Um, uh, yeah, though, I mean, the first, first six months of the year, if you look at our numbers um, as a digital business, we're tracking very similar to last year, okay, which, which is a very, which is very good because we're obviously aware, working with partners and talking to yeah. people, that a lot of other um, businesses are sort of double-digit decline. Yeah. Um, from a UK perspective, yeah, I think our pipeline for the second half of the year is looking, look, looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is, you know, Q4 is always that crazy period. So we hope Christmas well, is Well, that's all you hope, yeah. yeah. And, and this is, so, so in advance of a, a Q4 in a period, we have to be clever ourselves because you know that everyone's going to potentially be asking for CTV. Yes. So we as a team have to be ready and thinking, okay, well, you know, in certain markets, as, as I've touched on, the scale isn't there. So we need to be able to pivot. And how can we pivot and what can we do? Um, because you know, from a digital perspective and, and just a general salesperson, last thing anyone wants to do is sell something and then, yeah. Can't deliver. Sorry, 
I can only get 50% of it away. Yeah, yeah. You so know, we don't, unfortunately, we don't have that luxury of TV. Yeah. With TV, sort of like you get a campaign and you know it will run and everyone's smiling. From a digital perspective, um, you know that the moment you get that brief or that booking, doesn't really count for anything until that last day of the campaign's run and you're told, yep, delivered in full. It did not feel, yeah, so true. So just kind of saying, Martial, yeah. from a supply point of view, yeah. where's your supply come from? You've got your own content, but yeah. what, what, else, what else feeds into it? So we've got uh, owned and operated broadcasters across Europe. So mm-hmm. we, we work with 13 um, broadcast channels, um, anywhere from the UK, France, Germany, Spain. And they're not all RTL, they No, so there's strategic partnerships in some markets, Italy, okay. Belgium, and um, the UK. Yeah. Um, but we have you know, owned and operated content in Spain, Hungary, Switzerland, Austria. I mean, Northern Europe is very strong for us. Yeah. Um, we've got our YouTube content, which mm-hmm. again is all RTL alone, so Fremantle is one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, the producers of X Factor got talent. Uh, yeah, so Fremantle, so that's, that's effectively your content. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Fremantle, um, a huge global business, yes, production yeah. house. Um, you know, it's got talent globally, um, but also shows still like American Idol, the mm. Expanders, um, and we sell that across the YouTube portfolio, so it's snackable short form content. Mm-hmm. Uh, BMG, which is Bursa's music group, um, yeah. second or third biggest record label, so some big artists on there. Um, some creator content, so that's sort of the YouTube portfolio. We've then got publishers via how much how much do you own if you can how much how much for connected TV is that is that YouTube piece? Um, it, it varies by product. Yeah. Um, you know, by default, YouTube is still predominantly a, a sort of younger audience. Yeah. And that's reflected in the split that mobile is still probably the leading um, leading device. Yes, where it's consumed. But uh, yeah, I mean, will that change? Possibly, probably a little bit, but I don't think dramatically. Um, we've got the portfolio from you know the IMS Renewing Our Stuff, mm-hmm. Figaro, Unidad, Bonnier, um, and also online video via you know the smart clip pipes from the SSP. Yeah, so, of course. You know, we've got an enormous portfolio, as I said, um, and it's you know from the day that I started in June when I was focusing just on 13 broadcast channels to what we have now, it's like, wow, this is, this is crazy. Talking cheese, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think it's a testament to us because we have other companies coming to us asking for us to you know, represent them. And you know, we are not a rep company, but yeah. we are you know, part of the RTL family. We sell our own products, but you know, where it makes strategic sense, we will work with other partners. If it's good alignment. Yeah, totally, totally. If we think we can bring value, then yeah, absolutely. Great stuff. And and, and with your kind of broadcaster hat on, yes. what do you think is the future for broadcasters for next? I know it's always had good, hard to have long-term visibility. The next, next sort of 12 to 24 months of broadcasters? Yeah. I mean, I think broadcast is still, you know, if I was a marketer, it's still the first thing I'd think of. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the ability for have one 30-second spot that can reach whether it's 10, 15 million people, mm-hmm. is just so powerful. Um, but there's no doubts about it. Those audiences are not as big as what they were years ago, and they are having to start to become a bit more, I should say, not flexible, but more creative and thinking about, okay, how do we, what can we do? How can we make it more appealing? And data's definitely become a big, big part for them. Um, yeah. There's no doubts about it. 
depending on what's happening in that year, is a big part for all broadcasters. So whether it's a year for an Olympics, a World Cup, a Euro Championships, mm-hmm. those big events obviously are, are big revenue drivers, and you know broadcast is still very, very a key part of all of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no doubt about that. The people like the Googles of the world are out there, mm-hmm. um, and will. You know, you hear these stories like TV's dead. There's a lot of people saying that there's not. I'm very much in that camp that TV's still alive and kicking. Yeah, it just yeah. needs to evolve. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's. I think if you look at someone like the Ozone product, how they've all, project, sorry, how they've all come together and, you know, they've offered that United Front to sort of protect. And are growing and doing really well. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the days where maybe some of the broadcasters are like, no, we don't speak to them, we don't speak to them, they're more, it's now more collaborative mm-hmm. and they realise they've got to work together in order to, you know, keep at arm's length you know, mm-hmm. the, the giants mm-hmm. who, you know, we, we come across on a daily basis. Yeah, and I guess you, you, you are the content creators. Content is king. Yeah. You know, um, that was one of the big things for me when I joined RTL is that, you know, I, I own the content. Yeah. And content to own the actual content for me is a, is a big, big win. Yes. Um, you know, I've worked at a number of tech places where you can have a nice bit of kit. But the kit's no good if you're under the content. Yeah, you need to fly. So, um, and, and I, you know, some of the, 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 well, it's the content owners maybe have been a little bit slow to, you know, develop and wake up to some of the digital mm-hmm. world. But I think that's definitely changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think it's, it's, you know, the beauty of working in this industry. You don't really know what's going to happen in 12 months' time. You know, it's a bit like the crystal ball. Um, and, yeah, I think that's part of the appeal of working in it as well. Yeah, very much so, very much so. So, if, if you're looking at um, yeah, the next uh, next 12 months for, for you guys in terms of hot topics or things you're going to want to go and beat the drum about, what will they, what will they be? Well, let's hope that all of some of these economic factors disappear. Um, the world gets better. Well, that would be nice, yeah, it would be a nice place <laughs> to live in. Um, you know, I think we're in a good place. Um, we are... You know, in excess of 200 people now. Uh, we've got... Is that within the RTL? With, within the RTL Adelines group. Adelines yeah. group, yeah. yeah. Um, so we've got strong teams mm-hmm. uh, and larger teams. Um, yes, we've got more products to sell, but I think by having the bigger teams and working closer together, you know, whether we work with our sort of total video TV team or whether we're working with our new colleagues, um, you know, it... it We've definitely got a stronger message. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're not just a, a broadcast of VOD or TV business now. We've got a lot of other elements to it. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of it is down to you know when 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 you have these transformations and trans you know businesses coming together. There's always a bit of few teeth problems. Yeah. And to do it in a climate where a lot of things are out of your control. Um, isn't easy now it, things are settling down hopefully next year we'd have learned from what's happened this year uh, and as we say if the world is in a better place then you know I think we're you know we're in, we're in a strong spot um, we definitely have to believe in what we've got but from my personal perspective I think you know we've got one of the best portfolios out there I think people should be very proud of what they've got yeah um, but yeah we you know onwards and upwards and 
Long may continue. Great stuff. Thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Nice to catch up. No problem. Thanks, Thanks Cheers. Cheers.